Welcome to Shardcast, the Brandon Sanderson podcast. We're a bunch of mega fans giving you the news discussion and, of course, a whole lot of opinions about Brandon's works and the Cosmere. I'm Eric, and joining me is Ian. Hey, I'm your writer. We also got Evgeny. Hi, 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 hi. Hello, hello. Um, I'm Argent. Hi. Also joining <laughs> us is David. Hello. I'll be purchasing an Ethernet cable later today to solve my internet problems. Great. Yeah, just And I'm Windrunner. Just so you know, we uh, definitely were not spending an hour on technical difficulties, and this is the second time we've tried to record this podcast or anything. That'd be ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, is that is technically not right. true. It <laughs> not was more than an hour. Because it's been an hour and 20 minutes. That's true. It is important to, to mention that we have scrapped close to three hours worth of of discord calls at this point on this episode that is true yeah we haven't even started <laughs> uh and lastly we got joshua hey uh thanks for having me it's been a while since i've been it has on. been a while the reason we've scrapped half of these hours yikes <laughs> he's not wrong and i am chaos and today we're doing more Rhythm of War spoilers. Massive Rhythm yes. of War spoilers. Please do not listen to this episode if you have not finished the book. Very important. Okay? Super important. Also, also very likely massive just Cosmere spoilers. Oh, oh yeah. This, this full Cosmere spoilers. We we are going to meander on a lot of different things today. We we are talking deep, deep Cosmere stuff today. Yeah. Yep. So uh the title of this episode. Uh, is lights because we didn't want to spoil things in the title. But uh, hey, you, remember, remember in 2018, remember those times when we were like, yeah, wouldn't it be crazy if there was cultivation light? And Brandon's like, yeah, you're theorizing in the right direction. And then we were like, ha, third light. Ha, 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 ha. Well, so we, yeah, we, there's more. There's more than that. There, I think, I think we're up to seven. We're up to seven Rosharan lights. Confirmed. Most likely more. Oh, yeah. yeah. There yeah. have to be more. Yeah. There have to All be more. Lights. So we got yeah. Stormlight, Void Light, Life Light, which is Cultivation's Light, Tower Light, which is the Sibling's Light, which is a hybrid of Honor and Cultivation's Light. Uh, we have War Light, newly discovered in this book, which is uh, the a hybrid of Honor and Odium. And then we have anti-light <laughs> anti-storm light and anti-void light so you know we're up to seven and presumably there has to be a cultivation odium light and presumably anti-lights for all of these <laughs> and maybe even a triple one you never know honestly yeah. that's pl that's surprisingly plausible <laughs> yeah and triple anti triple anti yeah Ugh. i don't That'll even know if ugly stuff. I don't even know if like anti tower light and anti world light are a thing, but we'll talk about that later. We'll, we'll talk about it. Basically, there we got way more than I ever expected in this book. Like, good god, it's like, yeah, yeah, you you wanted two lights, now you got seven. Hey, have fun. It's like, okay, Brandon, I guess that's what we're doing now. Cool, theorizing in the right direction, just not far enough. <laughs> not far <Yeah>. enough. <laughs> True. True. 
So what 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 else did we learn? What else did we learn other than just all these new and exciting words? Uh, so I wanna I wanna do a brief thing where I w- I would like to um, complain about Tower Light. Okay. Yeah. What about it? How much cooler would it have been if it was called Tower Power? What is that? Look, look, that's not the complaint I have with Tower Light. I I just I just think Tower Light is a terrible name for anything. Like it's just so lame. I like it. I don't know. It's it's I feel like it's realistic what they would have named it, you know, because like they just kind of like, what is this? I know from the tower. I know. They didn't, they I don't didn't, like they it. They didn't though. even know that it was the hybrid light, so they couldn't even come up with a cool name. It was still a theory. Like that's my boring explanation. I don't for know. Why sibling cool light name. sounds cooler than tower light to me. I don't know. Mm, like I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. So that that brief aside. Great aside. Yes. Um, we we did some we did learn some some things about how lights work in general. Yeah, uh, we and, learned a lot. Some of these things are things we kind of knew but didn't know the exact answers to, and some of these things are brand new that we never knew about, right? Yep. Uh, so obviously we've known that you can put light uh, that is investiture in, in gems, and this now extends to um, hybrid lights and anti-lights. Yep. You can, you can do that. And uh, what is interesting to me at least, is that different lights have different kind of lifespans. They have different leak rates when you yeah. are putting them in gems. Uh, for example, and, and this is a subject we, we are going to address later, but uh, Gavilar's infamous Black Spheres. Uh, this which is we now the episode know... <laughs> we're talking about this. <laughs> 100%. 100%. We now know that the one he gave to Eshenai contained void light, and the one that he gave to Zeph contained anti-void light. What the hell? So it's not even a new thing. We've known about anti-void light since book yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since like the, <laughs> the prologue of this one. What we thought it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll just talk about it. Just just like um, just like how Gavilar is like, oh yes, Kelsier. Ah oh, yes. Kelsier's too late at killing me. It's like, ah oh, yes, this prologue's a little different now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, so void light tends to leak much slower than stormlight, and we don't know about anti-void light because Zeth's black sphere was also uh, a perfect gem or a nearly like perfect nearly gem. Like nearly perfect gem, yeah, right. So, so it's difficult to say how much of the fact that this one lasted for like six years was because of the gem or because of the light, but it's, but it's a thing to consider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've also known since the Way of Kings that you can transfer investiture, you can transfer lights between gems. Uh, we, we've heard of Fabrials that can drain a gem uh, from its stormlight so you can have just kind of this soft ambient glow in jewelry and stuff like that. Uh, we now learn that you can accomplish this in at least one of two ways. The Arnest method, uh, which is also used in Fabrial science, involves taking a small gem and just a small uh, charged gem and a bunch of bigger empty gems and then in a process similar to osmosis or to uh, what happens with gases and pressure differential the light from the small gem just kind of is pulled into uh, into the bigger ones or light apparently and this is brand new from this book also responds to sound that's a big deal 
Mm-hmm. That is a big deal, and it deserves its own section in the episode. But the brief version is that each light has a specific tone that uh, it kind of responds to or matches. Um, so, for example, for Stormlight, it is Honor's tone. Uh, if you can produce that tone with, let's say, um, a tuning fork, uh, you can you can make you can attract the light with with that tone. Uh, yep. And obviously, if you can do that, then you can just like pull the light from one gem into another. Very easy. It is what the uh, uh, the Thalen uh, Guild of, of Fabrians have been using for a long time. That has been their secret. That's just been like passed down that they knew this for like yep. forever. Yeah. And the and Raboniel's just like, yeah, yeah, obviously that's how it works. <laughs> ah, you guys are hilarious. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and you. You can also sing the tone, correct? Like you can yep, sing yep. it as well if you're good enough and get it to move. Yep. Yep. Easiest to do with singers, obviously, but uh, we mm-hmm. see Navani is able to mm-hmm. sing. Yep. Was there, there an association that like they're somehow better at it or is it just because they're better at, at hitting that right perfect tone? I uh, thought it was the latter, but I so don't know if yeah. to ask that. Navani speculated that it is easier for them because they can actually hear the tones and so it is easier for yep. them to to sing like the the exact note that they need to sing uh but after like several days or i think several weeks of practice navani was able to do that just fine yeah mm-hmm. she just uh, so it's probably the device just... so she could hear the the thing right yeah yeah so so she she stuck a bunch of gems uh like tight next against her skin and so she could feel very faintly the the With vibrations yeah. of those gems and that helped her kind of find the exact tone that she would need to sing. And once she was familiar enough with that tone, then she could do pretty much exactly the same thing that Rabonio could. Yeah. And then we get to the spicy stuff from this book, right? So uh, not only not only do lights have tones, they also have rhythms. Yeah. Um, and I guess that in and of itself is not spicy, but it comes into play when we talk about anti-lights and when we talk about hybrid lights. And the title of the book. Yeah, yeah I guess. <laughs> it is funny, though, that like <laughs> Warlight was a big deal, but it's like, oh, the, ant- the anti-lights, that's that's a big deal. We just couldn't put that as the title of the book. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't yeah. call it light? That would have yeah, been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. Yep. And finally, but not surprisingly, light can be transferred through metal, specifically through rhasium, which is uh, now right. the canonical name of Odium's, I guess, the previous vessel of Odium's <laughs> god metal. Spoilers! Like, we already said that, but, you know, <laughs> just saying. Mm-hmm. Wonder if they'll yeah. change the it's name it, of it. It's still Odium's god metal. Like, yeah. I, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, because yeah. it's so I'm, rare. I'm cheeky comments. Yeah. Brandon's been, like, weird about god metal so before, where he's like, well, you can't get any more Atium because Ati is gone. And you're which like, is, well... I uh, hate that. Yeah, I don't it trust like, that necessarily, it, but... Well, I mean, so but we he, don't need to trust any wobs anymore. Nothing is real. The point that, like, Harmony is, like, both of them together, though, so I can imagine an argument that, like, the shards are too, like to combine that he can't i make one we will discuss this when we discuss hybrid lights okay yep (laughs) yep uh and so so this concludes i was gonna say the brief section on on fundamentals but as longtime listeners of the podcast know i don't do brief yeah oh Uh, by the way you 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 uh 
have written the, the light guy. article on the copper mine, so that's why you're going to be talking a bunch of Getty. Yes, it's, it's almost so... like you've done a lot of research or something. <laughs> I am so excited about this episode. You guys don't know. I don't. I don't do wiki articles, but I was like, I want to do this. Yeah. This is, yeah. This is my gem. Like, and I was I was speaking with someone a while back, and I was I was telling them that I don't really do like. Uh, character discussions very much and I, I don't do much theory crafting these days certainly not the way that I did back in like Words of Radiance days but like when we get to the to the core mechanics of the Cosmere yes it's like, core mechanics I am, yeah I, I, I am the equivalent of a theoretical physicist in the Cosmere I'm a theoretical arcanist yep right yeah so right don't like Fabrio, Fabrio science is interesting and it's interesting to like do numbers and, and crunch them and, and do timeline stuff. But that's, that's yeah, job stuff. Yeah. <laughs> For me, give me, give me like an armchair and a pipe and a glass of good scotch and let me ponder the deep mysteries of intent, connection, identity, and investiture. And, and that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing here. <laughs> like, geez. Holy crap. Anyway, so remember when I said that I don't do brief? Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so circling back to uh, to uh, the lights of Rashar, the tones, the pure tones of Rashar are super important when it comes to both kind of the basic lights, sunlight, void light, life light, and the more advanced ones, uh, such as tower light, uh, war light, and the anti lights. Yep. Um, and the way the way this plays into all of that is there is a twofold relationship between each light and its parent, quote unquote parent, shard or shards. Uh, so to, to use the basic ones, because I think this is best understood with examples, stormlight is associated with honor, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, and the shard of honor has a tone, a pure tone associated with him and also has a rhythm, a rhythm that is described as uh, stately throughout yeah. the book. And so the way these two interact is uh, the light. So Stormlight is obviously honors investiture, right? So it's not shocking that it the, the, the properties of the shard are the properties of the light because they are literally one and the same. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so both the shard and the light have this, this tone that is a specific note, right? Um, that kind of fluctuates a little bit, and I don't understand enough about music to explain how that <laughs> works, but it fluctuates enough in a rhythm. Uh, but but the tone remains the same, right? And it's the stately rhythm. Yeah, it, it varies in like intensity, not in frequency. That sounds reasonable, yeah. Yeah, it's like if you ever like hear Morse code, like the tone is always yeah. the same, but it's like the intermittent short and long dashes. Hmm. That, that's kind of how I pictured it. Or imagined it. I can I can go with that. It's it's somebody playing a single note on their instrument, but it's they're not just holding the note. They're mm -hmm. they're sure repeating it to some kind of rhythm, some kind of. Um, mm -hmm. But this so by by using the stone as I mentioned earlier, you can attract the light. You can move it around by applying intent. You can create an capital opposite I. tone. Capital I, capital many capital I, I intents in this book. So by by applying intent, you can create the opposite tone, which sounds exactly the same. The, the the frequency is the same. The sound is the same. The mathematical description of the tone is the same. But because you are intending to create the opposite tone, you do that. And the same way the regular 
Tone of Honor can attract Stormlight, the opposite one can repel it. And, mm -hmm. and the same relationship applies to uh, Odium's Stone and, uh, and Void Light, and presumably Cultivations and Life Light, right? And mm -hmm. with, with the, the waveforms there, I think Navani was talking about uh, like destructive interference with like sound and stuff, and it's like mm -hmm. it's like you have a sine wave, uh, but you just like flip it over, like it, it's mm -hmm. it's just the reverse, and yeah, like peaks one where of, there are troughs, troughs where there are peaks. Right. Yep. Look, don't get me, don't make me go into dot cam mode in math teaching mode. I will, <laughs> I will do it. Uh, I'm actually set up to do Ooh. that. But, uh, but like that was one of the things Navani discovered, right? Where it's like, yeah, well, even mm -hmm. that sound, they apparently sound exactly the same in that like sound theory. So that's kind of what that's inspired by in the real, yeah. in the real. Depending world. on who you are. Certain yes. sounds do not sound the same to certain people. Yeah, yeah. So it is it is perhaps important to mention that the opposite to Honor's tone sounds kind of unpleasant to Navani. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and similarly, the uh, similarly, Odium's opposite tone sounds just horrid and wretched to to the fused. And um, well, even Relaine, right? Relaine didn't like the like. It, he the, didn't like holding the sphere of anti-void light. Yeah. So I yes. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. And so this this relationship is is much intensified when we go to uh, the anti-lights. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So while Odium's opposite tone just kind of sounds like an ugly sound to a fused, kind of feeling and hearing the tone of anti-void light is the same thing, but amplified. Like it is actually painful to them mm -hmm. to to feel that and hear that. This might just be like a big shrug kind of a question, but what do you guys think about the relationship between like the actual physical sounds involved versus like the, uh, I don't know, there's more of like a cognitive sense that these tones exist in, right? Ooh. Well, even yeah. a spiritual sense for these tones, well, or the yeah. rhythms, I yeah. guess, right? Um, one mm. thought that I had was that... Uh, so I, I think the main reasons the main reason these stones sound weird and like painful to the fused is because of the way they are uh, interfering or interacting with Odium's investiture in them, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so yeah. there has to be something there that is that is just spiritual because right because that's what investiture is, right? Yeah. And yeah. it's like and it has an effect on Moash as well. True. And it does. As far oh, as yeah. we know, he's he he is using stormlight. He, yeah, but not, it, it blocks Odium me, connection. Yeah. Remind me how that worked out exactly. The, oh. My recollection is that Navani was at the pillar, trying to, uh, trying to fix it at the end, and so she right. tried to sing the anti-void light tone to drive away the, the void, void light, light. and then the, yep. the, the sibling was like, that didn't work, but it seems to be hurting that guy, and that slowed Moash down, because he oh. lost his ability to be totally emotionless, and was having like an emotional crisis. So it's like a, it's mm -hmm. like almost affecting the connection with Odium, right? Because yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, that's super interesting. Yeah, this is perhaps. new books, new stuff that we're figuring out. It's like, ooh, yeah, don't, like our our theories are not even formed yet. No, right? they're really not. <laughs> so this is brand new. Um, yeah, affecting the connection is really interesting because it reminds me of the way that Navani was able to create anti void light. Um, yeah, she so she she put some some void light in a vacuum tube 
Mm -hmm. uh, which because it was vacuum, the way she thought of it, she was imagining that by removing the ability of like sound or any kind of medium to reach the void light, she would be able to kind of block out or zero out Odium's tone. tone. Yeah. And so she would be left with some void light that is not vibrating to any any tone. And then while that was happening and while that void light was being absorbed into a different empty gem, she was making that gem vibrate with uh, Odium's opposite tone. And so once it got absorbed and and she got the new gem, the new gem contained anti-void light. So there's, I, I guess it doesn't match completely, like because because she was just the anti-tone or the opposite tone was not enough to like push Odium's connection away. Uh, she also had to place the void light in vacuum. Yeah, it is really interesting how the there's like a connection with the the physical versus this because like the the rhythms and stuff I I had always imagined being more of like a spiritual thing, but they they are also a physical thing. Like I guess so yeah. the rhythms kind of affect yeah. all three realms. I guess right, like right, they kind of have to. There, I yeah. mean, because Brandon has compared, or I guess people have asked him if they compare to the the um what's the right word the the tones that you hear with when you're using um bronze alamancy when you're using bronze, bronze yeah right pulses mm-hmm. yeah those um yeah which i've always understood to be more of a cognitive spiritual thing yeah but maybe you could actually hear them if you just like i would think you the can right, yeah like you just would have to do some very specific things maybe mm-hmm. i don't know mm-hmm. or yeah. it's like you could some sort of mechanical metallic arts like device that like broadcast oh, yeah. like the pulse, whatever yeah. alimentic pulses hit it yeah, and like it's just a big old speaker. That's I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, that, I think that's actually plausible. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I think that the behavior of the void light and the vacuum was just interesting on its own too. Because, like, what does that mean that it can't hear Odium's tone in a vacuum? Like, why does it have to travel through air? And what does that mean for like Space Age Rashar when they're just you know that's good point. Being hit yeah. by a ship and they're mm-hmm. streaming void light out the side of the ship or something like? It's just interesting yeah. to me that it behaves um, so differently in a vacuum. The way I've imagined that particular mm-hmm. bit is that the pure tones of Rashar just kind of permeate. Well, not only the pure tones, the rhythms as well, just permeate, I guess, all three realms, but specifically the physical one and obviously the spiritual one mm-hmm. so that you can't naturally hear them. But the singers can, like a singer can always choose to attune to a specific rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, think of it as, or at least I think of it as back in the Well of Ascension, when the well was gathering power, Vin was able to like hear the, these almost allomantic pulses yeah. and, she, and she could hear them anywhere. Like, yep. And she didn't need to burn bronze by the end, just like Elendi didn't. She could just hear them. I sure I don't remember that, but sure that that, yeah, yeah. that is a thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so if it works in a similar way with the pure tones and the rhythms, um, like the singers can just hear these things, or the way Ruined communicates in Secret History over those uh, waves. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He he sends like Investiture is 
a, a separate episode that we need to do a thing on. Um, <laughs> There's a lot. We have a lot of episodes we gotta do, guys. Yeah. Yep. Um, but but investiture is at least in some ways very similar to sound, right? And to vibrations and and like frequencies and all of these things mm-hmm. are tied together. And so if if you have these waves, it's another word that is related to all of this. Then if Odium is uh, trapped somewhere in the Rosharan system, then he is like constantly sending out these pulses of odiumness of his pure tone that people and species who can attune to these things who can hear these things can actually feel and so presumably if if anyone if a singer can hear that then it's an it's a thing of an actual hearing right you're not yes there's got to be a cognitive and a spiritual component to it but the the sound even it's a even if it's a like a, a frequency that humans can't hear um something can is is still sound right and so it is still vibrating some medium it is still vibrating the air and therefore the void light can still quote unquote hear that until it is placed in vacuum so i just looked up what i mentioned about vin being able to eventually hear the rhythms without burning bronze and here's the quote from well of ascension she's talking about the mist spirit that she sees in uh that she sees around her periodically and she says and I hear those rhythms in my head, majestic, powerful thumpings, like alimantic pulses. Only I don't need bronze anymore to hear them. Oh, so, that's very explicit. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So someone at some other point has been able to be potentially sufficiently connected to this or whatever we're looking at mm. to be able to hear these just audibly. Yeah, there's probably yeah. some connection mumbo jumbo with that because of the weird stuff yeah. happening with both Finn and Nalendi, right? And being chosen to yeah. be the new vessel. Yeah. I don't know if they're physically hearing them through conventional physical realm means. Like, I, I think, think, like, I don't know if this is, like, either. I, I, yeah. I think, like, they are, like, that is how their body is interpreting, interpreting something cognitive like, or that something. That information, because, like, it's the only context it has for that sort of thing. But it's not like there are physical sound waves hitting their eardrums. I would still hesitate just because of the weirdness with the void light and the vacuum. Yeah, the void but, light yeah. and the you vacuum know, is it's just weird. so weird to me. And there's am, a part of me that wants to say, like, it's a perception thing where Devani ha- needs to think that it's disconnected, but I don't like it, that. Yeah, there, there's not really a... The weird mumbo-jumbo is that you have to intend to like make the anti void light right like that's that's the yeah. weird but it is really weird that the vacuum matters and i i was just thinking like presumably these rhythms in the planet i i guess that's just an inherent property of a shard investing in a planet that's or a system that's that's kind of what i'm thinking that like ish. i guess i would say yeah that every shard has its own tone and then it eventually can become part of the planet in the same way that Odium's tone has become one of the pure tones of Rashar. Yeah. So it's not... That's, in, yeah. That, that's like the same thing as a shard investing, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Like, th- those are the those mean the same thing. We, we've just been mm-hmm. referring to it as, oh, yeah, shard invests there. But the interesting thing, if the vacuum matters, is wouldn't Odium's tone be on Braze? <laughs> right? Like... Like, there's some shenanigans with, like, the system, and I'm like, how does the vacuum piece in? But, like, does that matter? Like, how much... Why does 
the investiture being in a vacuum, in the vacuum tube, matter? Because in the spiritual realm, they're all the same place. So why does it matter? Mm -hmm. It's just interesting mm -hmm. that it does. And if it was yeah. intent, you'd think that one of her other experiments where she was trying explicitly to cut the void light off from Odium's tone would have functioned, you know, when she was trying to cool yeah, it down or she it. was trying to do something else with it. You, yeah. If it was just trying to cut it off from the tone, that would work. But it's got to be the vacuum. Yeah. Admittedly, the the main reason I think there is a physical component to these things, and, and right now the way I think of it is as sound waves that are just above or, or below uh, the ability of humans sure. to hear. Yeah. And presumably the singers have an expanded range where they can actually hear those tones or like make themselves hear them. Yeah. Uh, but admittedly, like the void light experiment at the vacuum tube is the main, if not the only reason I think there's a physical component to all of this. Yeah, I mean, like mm -hmm. the, clearly the vacuum mattered, right? Yeah. I mean, you can you can argue maybe that it's a, a cognitive or spiritual thing that you hear, but it is transmitted through physical medium, mm -hmm. right? You know, you know what's maybe weird is like, cause investiture, though it does, investiture is usually in the spiritual, but like when you have it in a gem, it's clearly in the physical realm, yeah. right? Like, yeah. so yes. I don't know where I'm going with that line of thought, but like clearly <laughs> the investiture is in the physical realm. And so you can do physical realmy stuff that maybe mm. would not be possible in other mm. realms. I don't know. I guess I, yeah. you could do the same thing in the cognitive because you can do that just fine. But let me throw this yeah. in because I I feel like it matters, I, I, and I could be wrong on this because it part it sort of feels wrong, and a lot of people might disagree with it. But I feel like the anti lights can't be entirely like anti uh, that shard's investiture. Um, we're. When we, when we create anti anti void light, right? We're taking some of Odium's investiture. It doesn't make sense to me that you can that you're taking that that you're sort of making it negative, and then all of a sudden you have like this like negative investiture that cancels out the the shard's own investiture that you created it with. Does that make sense? Like it doesn't. I I see I, what you're saying. I feel like the anti anti void light is still Odium's investiture. It's just. Yeah the light is negative and it interacts negatively with other light. Yeah. It, it's, it's not so. the same as antimatter, which is fundamentally different from and made of different things than ordinary matter. Like it's, it's, it, yeah. it's more like polarity rather than like yes. Yeah. Anti matter. Or like in physics, like spin. I'm just thinking it's like, yeah, some things yeah. have spin up, some things have spin down. And it's like, it's not really that different, but it's just like, oh, okay. I don't know. Just like the property so, is different, but it's, it's similar. So the rhythm is sort of changing. A, uh, it's changing the, the way that this light, I guess, interacts with in some certain ways, right? But it's not like making it anti-odium. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's not yeah, anti-odium light. I see what you're saying. Same, same building blocks, mm -hmm. but so it so it is still investiture. It is odium's it, investiture. Yes, yeah. So it's not anti-investiture. It is still mm -hmm. investiture, but it That's manifests. Be anti-investiture. <laughs> we'll, we'll probably call it anti-investiture. We'll probably call it. It's called anti-investiture. But but it but it but manifests it yeah differently. Right, so instead of manifesting as void light, it manifests as this slightly well, different void anti. Light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, void light, but upside down. 
we, because anti-void yeah. light is still different than anti-storm light. So they still clearly have their own yeah. characteristics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and I bring that up because, so like when we're talking about the, 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 the void light switching to anti-void light, it's important, I think, to realize that it's not like, it has to do with just the tone sort of flipping those properties of it. It's not, in, in terms of Odium's investiture interacting with it, we're not like cutting it off from Odium and then like making it some kind of non-Odium thing. Sure. Yeah. yeah I, okay. It's like yeah. you couldn't take void light in one end and make stormlight come out the other. Yeah. No. At well, least not uh, with this method at all. Like yeah, yeah. maybe with other weirder spiritual crap, maybe. But I don't know. Brenda has talked about like pure, quote unquote purifying light yeah. um, or investiture rather. So, but that's a tangent. But but not with this method. Yes. Um. Yeah. I just kind of a quick related thought. I wonder if, since we see if like any other properties of the light we would find to be like inverse, like if a, one of the light runs out really quickly, if it's inverse would have light that lasts really long. And mm -hmm. if they kind of flip that way or not at all. That would be interesting. Make your anti-storm light and then that like preserves itself way longer than normal Maybe. storm light. And then mm -hmm. it's plausible. It, it is plausible. And then, and then when you, when you need it to just flip it back. Yeah, you go. Yeah. And, huh. and maybe this is a giant tangent, but I know, uh, one of the reasons, Joshua, why I wanted you to be on this episode was because we had we had a little chat about uh, the nature of these anti-lights. And we were talking about, it's like, well, similar to matter and antimatter. Matter and antimatter collide and they annihilate and that's all converted into energy. And kind of going along with like, well, it's not exactly that in this case, because the I think. One one of us brought up the question of when the the light and the anti-light collide, it's also converted into energy, but is like investiture actually destroyed? Yeah, so I, I actually I think you're it was right. I think anti it is like antimatter and matter. It's it's not like the problem is that it's not it's not anti-mass, if that makes sense. So like you have like like antimatter still has mass. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. A, right. It's yeah. just a, it's made of different stuff. Yep. And and so when Brandon talks about um, the Cosmere having sort of a mass energy investiture equivalence principle, where all these things are related and they're the same, I think it's it's wrong. In my opinion, it's wrong to say that it is that anti light is anti investiture because it's you don't like say I have anti mass like investiture is just a thing and you have quantities of it and you can't. And, and and you and in the cosmere you can't create or destroy it. Um, it's mm -hmm. it's there. So when we're talking about like creating anti light, we're not like taking mass and like turning it into something different. It's it's just changing those. It's flipping those properties of it. Sure. And then um, when you're combined, so that's that goes back to this odium thing, right? So you're not like odium's investiture is not being like annihilated out of the cosmere when you combine void light and anti void light. It's mm -hmm. it's all still Odium's investiture, and it's and it's not diminishing how much Odium investiture there is. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree with all of that. I will say in the Ars Arcanum, it is called anti-investiture. Right. So that's like what people are going so to call it. I'll quibble with. So. I'll, I'll argue with Chris. It wouldn't be the first time that we. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's uh, fine. I just say that like people like we should expect these terms to be used because they're yeah, the yeah, yeah. terms we've yeah. been given. It, it, yeah. And it's people aren't meaning a term than an accurate scientific description yeah. of what is going on based off of Earth knowledge. 
it's a yeah. totally logical thing to call it. I just think that like like that technical language like matters when you're. So we are in the opinion that when void light and anti void light combine, it's not permanently erasing that investiture from the Cosmere. Is that what we are yeah. saying? I don't think it's any more gone than preservation's power being used to fuel allomancy. It's yeah. just going to return. Right. So it, it's yeah. like the investiture is converted to energy, but that's not particularly mm -hmm. special because every magic system ever does that, right? Yeah. Like that's, that's yeah. exactly yeah. what's happening, right? Yeah. And, and potentially it's not even all of the investiture being converted to energy. Like it's, if, if the sure. math needs to work out this way, then maybe 20% turns into energy and the other 80% just poof immediately back into the spiritual realm. Sure. I, I kind of imagine it working similarly to at the end of Hero of Ages when they burn all of the atium. Right. That yeah. didn't get rid of that, yeah, yeah, that yeah, investor. Yeah. It just like ruin it would eventually go back to ruin, but ruin couldn't access that bunch of investiture for some indeterminate amount of time. Which is weird. Like there's this, this regeneration, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, we don't it understand is... we don't understand yeah. what happened with that piece of ruin that preservation set off. Like we, that's it, all weird stuff. Does yeah. does Atheum go into like investiture purgatory and well it has to wait well, before it goes back to the shard. No, it's because like if Ruin had been able to find the Atheum as Atheum, like he could have taken it back. Yep, but because they used it through Alamancy, like he lost access to it somehow. Like it was expected it in a way like he couldn't easily recover. I think it goes back to the piece, whatever spiritual piece of ruin that preservation stole. It returns to that. It's kind of my belief. Sure, ultimately, yeah, until it stays outside of ruin's system until he manages to ultimately reclaim it in some way. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I just wanted I to bring that up because, like. Because it's called anti-investiture, right? We we want to say annihilated, right? But is it's not ex investiture doesn't isn't being created or destroyed. It's just being converted to energy for a time. And it's not like we haven't seen. Hey, you used the well of ascension. It'll be back. It's not like it's not like you expended it for a bit, but it, it's gonna come back. But it's also like Nightblood is not decreasing amount the amount of investiture in the Cosmere, we think. I guess it's just absorbing sure that's it. Uh, that's, where, that's where we left it, I thought. Yeah. Let's not go into Nightblood, because that's a can of worms. <laughs> we'll do another yeah. Nightblood episode. Sure, why not? Sure. Well, he like, didn't do anything I mean, this bug. Huh? He was just there. He didn't do anything this He book. didn't do anything. Yeah, that's right. He didn't do anything <laughs> in this book. It's it's really funny reading the words of Brandon, where it's like, Whoa, would Nightblood be dangerous to a shard? And Brandon's just like, I, I can only imagine what Brandon's brain is just like, oh, oh I want to say so many things, but I know that this is such a massive spoiler that even I, yeah. Brandon, who loves blabbing about things, <laughs> that I can definitely not mention what's going to happen. Mm. Um, so that was a big tangent, uh, which is not surprising because we're no. so excited to talk about these crazy new concepts. Kind of veering it a little bit back to tones. I wanted to bring up something that uh, from Warbreaker, actually, that they have the iridescent tones. And like, I think there's a line about the tones and the the hues. It's right? the hues and the harmonics, the hues and the harmonics. So sure, let's add color into the mix. Sure, because it's like the lights <laughs> have color. They they 
oh, we should maybe mention uh, a very interesting thing oh, yeah. about light that Navani like actually uses a prism on it, and it, like <laughs> she could actually split tower light into its component lights. Yeah, so which is very interesting. Yeah. You know, you know how listeners, you know how when you when you split regular earth light, well, I guess not earth light because that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, from the shard of, of this planet. Yes, yes. It, it's invested. If if you if you put your ear down on the ground long enough, you'll hear the rhythms. Those are called earthquakes. So that's why Earth's in the name. <laughs> and you'll hear them. That's what seism uh, seismographs do. Seismometers. When you, when you split <laughs> regular, ordinary light that doesn't have any magical properties. Electromagnetic uh, radiation. Which is almost magical, actually. It, yeah, um, that's true. Uh, it, it turns into this, this smooth rainbow, right? And so you can do the same thing in, in the Cosmere with the lights of Rashar and presumably other forms of investiture. And what happens there is uh, when you take a basic light, such as thermal light, void light, life light, uh, it it still splits into a rainbow, but mind you, this is not possible in the physical world in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> yeah, um, this is what one hundred percent rule of cool. Yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah, just yeah. like it's magic. Deal with it. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, so a color specific to each light gets a band in the rainbow that is larger than the others. So mm -hmm. when you split stormlight through a prism, you get a bigger blue. Band. Yep. When you do the same thing with life light, you get a big green band. Interestingly, when you do the same thing with void light, you get a massive purple band. So it's so it's the increase in size in in the purple with void light is larger than that than, than like honor and and uh, cultivation. That I makes sense though. Either. Why they look they look white though? You know because <laughs> odium's oh, is dominating sure. it. Yeah. But they are mostly a regular spectrum with a slightly larger region oh, of one color uh, or the other. Okay. All right. Cool. I was like, I I'll trust that, that. Yeah. That's look. This is the quality analysis you get on this show. <laughs> it's like, yep. yep, yep. That's a good uh, point. That's a really good point. Because Navani isn't so, sure if Gavilar has life light. It's like, ooh, was uh, was this really an emerald or was it actually a life light sphere? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, the gem color makes it way more complicated too. Oh god, but. seriously. And and she also notes that that stormlight and lifelight look almost the same unless like she knows what she's looking for, right? Mm -hmm. Um That's very cool, David. Good. I like that. Yeah. Top points for that. Top but anyway, points. so with hybrid lights, what happens is um the light splits into two separate rainbows. Mm -hmm. Uh well, with life with all hybrid lights two separate rainbows uh, one matching each quote unquote parent right yep. so if you're if you're splitting life light which is honors and cultivations you get one rainbow with a large slightly slightly yep. larger this is the quality uh, content you've watched on this show <laughs> look I've, I've been speaking a lot and you I've have been a speaking my, a lot you're you're doing great you're doing a great. lot of my a lot of my speech mana yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, my speech my it'll, speech it'll come back though It'll come it's back true. though. <laughs> so with with life light, you get one rainbow with a larger blue band and one rainbow separate with a larger green band. And by uh, life light, you mean tower light. And by life light, I mean tower light. Okay, cool. Just so we're clear. Uh but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I, I get what you mean. It, and oh, and Navani couldn't combine these back to get the hybrid light again. She could not do that. 
with yeah. like another prism like getting it she tried to get it back into like a second diamond i guess right i think i think she's uh, trying to project them back together yeah yeah yes. yeah something like, that, yeah. like a second prism and wanted to like make the lights merge again yeah but... yeah but that was not and she she wasn't she wasn't getting the 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 color yeah, because I guess you need to like have them merge. You need the right tone, right? And, and like mm-hmm. purely with like these prism shenanigans, you're not getting that. I guess sound component. I guess the spiritual sound, the tone, the rhythm, and stuff. Right? I guess. Well, it's because <laughs> it's like she's not splitting the the tower light. She's splitting the radiation coming off of yeah. the tower light. Oh yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Yep. It just- it seems like a parlor trick to me, really. Like, it doesn't really seem like something that she'd be able to do, even with a tone, you know? Yeah, that's true. It was true. just kind okay, of yeah. illustrate the components of it. Yeah, Right, yeah, because though we call them light, they actually do have... It's actual stuff. Uh, it's a substance. And yeah. it gives off certain electromagnetic radiation. Yeah, illumination, yeah. there you go. Uh, electromagnetic radiation, for those of you who didn't know, uh, is another word for light. Uh, like in light illumination is a subset of electromagnetic radiation. <laughs> certainly true. They're all there's that logical like, that logical thing again. I would be yeah. surprised <laughs> that if you like vibrated the prisms at like just the right tone or whatever, like you might be able to get the lights to like merge back together, but it wouldn't it wouldn't oh. really mean anything. It, it would wouldn't just be, be like the investiture. Like, yeah. 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 Like I, I don't think you could do any more than just like overlay the the yeah. two um rainbows on top of each other which is it's not the stuff it's the it's the illumination that it's giving yeah yeah i I think the best you can do is is get the same color yeah yeah you could get the same color i i believe that is plausible i was i was really happy with the sciencing that navani was doing it's like oh that is cool oh that is cool because navani is the best (laughs) what you like navani ian no way (laughs) Um, um i do i don't want to because you brought up the hues and the harmonics yep mm-hmm. uh i do want to bring up the the fact that uh several times throughout the book so a lot of the times when characters navani mostly but also rabonio to an extent talk about the tones and the rhythms like just a shard's tone is not enough to to get much of an effect other than like react with uh with that shards investiture a little bit attract or repel uh just the rhythm is not enough like i don't think the rhythm does anything on its own uh but when combined the two are referred to as the the song of the shard several times Mm -hmm. and and while this is not a capital s song the 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 company like there is an emphasis on creating a harmony lowercase h um out of <laughs> we have to specify that. <laughs> it's just amusing that we do right and and so when we talk about harmonies lowercase h intent capital i intent. oh god <laughs> when, when harmony flips the discord all of his all of his investors no. are going to become anti <laughs> you know um, that that's surprisingly plausible if there's like some intent shenanigans on a big scale who knows i don't know i don't know Anyway, so so the word song and the word harmony, especially in this context, is important because it has to do with the combination of a shard stone and rhythm. And that's kind of like it conveys the shards stuffness. 
Stuffness. Yep, that's the technical term. Only the technical terms. Spiritual integrity. There, yeah, yeah. There you go. Easy. Spiritual integrity. What is the context of the Hughes and the Harmonics? Uh, I'm looking. I'm looking it up right now. Tone religion. Uh, the well. So in the prologue, like Vasher is just like talking. He's like, in order to awaken, the man would need three things: breath, color, and a command. The harmonics and the hues, some called it. The iridescent tones, the relationship between color and sound. And then a command had to be spoken clearly and firmly in the Awakener's native language, which is interesting now what we know about, you know, connection and stuff with native language. Oh, yeah. And it's only mentioned once and mentioned in the Ars Arcanum, but not as the harmonics and the hues. But like, it's just interesting. The iridescent tones. It's like, oh, there's so much tone stuff that we didn't even know. Just And like rhythm Wasn't... stuff, right? With like yeah. the well of ascension and stuff. Yeah. Kind of knew that. But... Um, I, I guess I guess we mentioned this off record, I think, but we, we kind of all agreed that the tone that the well of ascension is kind of emitting is essentially... Uh, preservations, the pure tone of preservation, if you want to call yeah, it that way. Presumably, mm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, like that, that that makes sense. It makes but me when, back- when Brandon says that Warbreaker is a kind of sort of a prequel to Stormlight <laughs> in some ways, I wonder if he had this in mind. Like, aside from the whole like Nightblood Vasher stuff, I wonder if, if there was any of this magic stuff he had in mind or if it's stuff that he's kind of developed as he's been going. It would not surprise yeah. me. Yeah. I don't I don't want to attribute too much to like foresight on Brandon's account like 20 years ahead of whatever. Yeah. Well, and not even that doesn't necessarily imply that he had it all worked out, but if he was thinking like oh there's going to be this stuff with like tones and it's going to like the sound yeah. matters. Yeah. Sound like, is going to matter, exactly. the rhythm's going to matter, color is going to matter and we've seen that, you know, obviously. Be we, we know that color color is important in the Cosmere or like light weaving. Light weaving is light and sound. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that's true. That's true. It is. It is. It like, is. They are tied together in the And they are associated with each other. Yeah. Various waveforms. It's the same surge. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't there a, a thing in Warbreaker uh, about like the iridescent wave? Uh, I think that was like the yes. resurrection thing, wasn't it? Yeah, with the resurrection thing, like the returned sea across the iridescent wave. Okay, and and know. that's kind of the 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 barrier to the future, the way they think of it. Lara Lair- shrugged. Returned have goals, objectives which are their own. You knew yours before you decided to come back, but the process of leaping across the iridescent wave leaves the memory fragmented. Ooh, this would have been good on our returned episode, uh, but I totally <laughs> didn't remember this uh, at the time. Uh, stay long enough, and you'll remember what you came to accomplish. The petition. They're a way of helping you to remember. And then later in the same chapter, this is chapter 12. Uh, someday, once you feel you've accomplished your task, you can use the petitions to find someone who deserves your breath. Then you can continue your journey across the iridescent wave. Part of me that wonders if that's what Shade Smar and Nalda That's, a, that's exactly like. what I, I was just thinking. To. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. God, imagine. <sighs> Spans of the Vibrance, not confirmed, but like. Come on. <laughs> Imagine so so a, a while back uh somebody on Discord was was first discovering the the Skadrian Sebastro, the the, uh-huh. the way the cognitive realm uh-huh. looks 
uh, in schedule. And and we were talking about uh, how cool would it be to like speculate on how the other Sabastros look. And, yep. and I was saying that it would be really cool if the Nalthian one looks like, and this is not going to be shocked to any of you who knew that I played the hell out of Hades for a long time. Um, like essentially a, 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 almost like an animated version of, of Heaven or Olympus with like actual colorful, like magical, like air currents and the buildings are super colorful and like the ambience also is and things like that. But now I wonder if it's like almost like a, like a vibrant ocean of color. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what Iridescent Wave reminds me of is kind of how a high storm looks in Shadesmar. Hmm. A little bit, a little bit yeah. Like, because oh, it, yeah. it like, did have that colory effect in the sky, right? Yeah. Um, it kind of makes the sky yeah. shimmer yeah. a little bit, I think. Man, I want to go to all Which the subastrals. I think, I think that's what Iridescent means, but yeah. yeah. Iridescent yep. is like a shimmer, but... Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we're about an... Uh, a little under an hour through this episode. So maybe we should go through the lights in detail. We'll, we'll start with basic ones. I, I think for the two we knew before, there's not that much new. Uh, so obviously there's Stormlight. It's the name of the series. It's in there. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. Is there anything new about Stormlight, really? Yes. Uh, we Explicit confirmation that Stormlight is 100% honor. Yeah, which that's was true. a subject of some debate up until this point. True. Because, you know, honor, cultivation, hybrid, we don't really know the extent of those things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We do. So I I feel like there was a discrepancy or not discrepancy, but lack of clarity, at least uh, in the way of Kings, where people were not quite sure whether Stormlight was like transparent, white color or bluish. Um, And and I think this, this book kind of Sweeps it all under the rug. Yeah, sweeps it under the rug by saying, well, it's actually light, but it has a slight, slight blue tinge, if you know what you're looking yeah. for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that confirms that. Yep. Uh, obviously, you get it. Gems are infused in the high storm. We knew that. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, gems are infused in high storm. The... Or from Dalinar. Yeah. Or from or, Dalinar. Or... Yeah, true. <laughs> you know. Well, so so having, having seen Navani become the siblings bondsmith now mm-hmm. and and knowing that the siblings bond, bondsmith can produce tower light at will mm-hmm. uh through the so the sibling is the one producing it the bondsmith can can get that yeah i i feel like producing the light associated with their spren mm-hmm. is just a bondsmith ability so yes. previous previous bondsmiths bonded to the Stormfather would also probably be able to just, you know, touch a Windrunner and and infuse them okay. with Stormlight. Hmm. What is new about Dalinar and the Stormfather is the ability to just open Honor's path. Yeah. Okay. And, From Honor's and, path. And that is yeah. Yeah, a, beautiful, was, a beautiful cause because that was something like Brennan talked about in Wobs that felt inconsistent, where he was like, oh, like the whole perpendicularity thing is brand new, but the the light was something Bondsmiths could always do. And that oh, didn't I make sense. I kind of forgot about us. those. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I I, yeah. I dig that. That I think that's that's plausible. Yeah. 
real quick. Uh, presumably, uh, <laughs> the Night Watchers Bondsmith could also do the same thing with Life yeah. Flight. That's I think that's, yeah, I think that's fine. So, yeah, I, I, I thought about, well, how, how does this look on the other side of the war with Odium? Mm-hmm. Would, mm-hmm. would a Bondsmith associated with Odium somehow be able to produce Void Light at will? And then I remembered somebody who did. Yeah. (laughs) Barumishram. That's going to actually be our next episode where we talk about Barumishram. I think it's going to air next. I I don't know. I think that's what it is. We are cramming episodes. Yep. It's either aired or it's airing next. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's, Um, yeah. But yeah, so... It is it is interesting that she has this ability that is that is very very reminiscent to the Stormfather, the sibling, and the Night Watcher. So uh, that that puts her on the same level. And presumably, if somebody can form on a hell bond with her, that person would be essentially uh, her her bondsmith, and, yeah. and would be able to produce void light at will. So we didn't talk about that much, I think, in I think the we episode. Mentioned it, but maybe I'm forgetting. Not in the same context. We no, mentioned something related, but, uh, but I'm but I'm now very interested to see this happen in the back five or ah, Ada Mishram, gimme, 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 gimme. I I also want Sianat to become a Warlight Bondsmith spread. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll, 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 let, let's talk about that with Warlight. So speaking of Void Light, I mean Void Light inflames emotions. Uh, when you hold that it, is new information. It yeah. It doesn't have the same property of Stormlight because Stormlight, when you you when you're infused in Stormlight, you like are kind of like driven for action, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like the storm because the storms mm-hmm. are always moving and action, so that kind of makes sense a bit. Uh, it doesn't you, make much sense for Otter, but like the the stormy part, like okay, sure, I guess, sure. And as we said, it uh, like last what would it do if it was made you like Honor? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. You know, I don't like know. if it made you act like it'd be lame. Like you'd just be like keeping agreements. Yep. Yeah. So if sorry if, about robot if we David. didn't, if we didn't care about like coolness and things like that, I could imagine Stormlight force you to be like almost almost similar to preservation in the way that you almost like the honor sprint are like they are very rigid. They're very formal and things like that. But that that is not cool to read in a fight scene. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, I think it just has to do with the storm, right? Because it's called Stormlight. But Voidlight, uh, as we said, lasts longer in gems than Stormlight does. You don't, if you put regular gems in the Everstorm, it does not infuse the gems with Voidlight. That's what we knew in Oathbringer, because Kaladin was surprised that that would be true, because he was worried that something would happen in the opposite storm. Yeah. But it did not. Mm-hmm. But... Venli can get more of it uh, by singing the Song of Prayer. D- does she need to be in an Everstorm to do that? That is subject to debate. Uh, that is I, unclear. It's unclear. We, we hear about the Song of Prayer only once, and it is <laughs> yep. during uh, during the assault on Yuri Thero when they're uh, kind of going up sure, the tunnels. Sure, 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 sure. Right, right, right. And right, there's right, an right, Everstorm right, right. happening at the same time. Right, okay. My expectation is that it does not require an Everstorm to be present because they would have had to use the Song of Prayer before the Everstorm existed. Yep. That makes oh, yeah, that's, that's, sense. That's, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. And we yeah. still don't really know how Fuse get Void Light and the specifics of Wait. that. So does that mean that Void Light could literally be 
like a less power source because at any point you could sing the song of prayer and get some power like that seems like it'd be much more useful than stormlight if we really think you don't need the everstorm for it but it also brings like odium's attention to you and it is also possible so yes i do think that is the case mm -hmm. but i think the song of prayer might also be a thing that distracts like it's it think of it like like meditation i guess right yeah so it might not be a thing that you can do in the middle of combat yeah that was the impression i got it's like same that is just really i was thinking more like just like long-term powering like society you know what i mean like yeah. if they're going to use stormlight mm -hmm. or void light and you can get void light for free without a storm yeah the ghost buds might be interested in it <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. they they it's more valuable yeah and especially because it lasts longer in a gemstone right is, yeah that's yeah. a good point it's a good point but I, I don't i don't know that you like um well i don't know if you could if anybody can just do it though right like you, you have to be connected to odium in a certain way to be able to yeah, do that so that's like, true how realistic and, and to your extent, extent like odium has to be okay with it because like yeah, i think like yeah. if you tried to like say like if Devani tried to sing the song of prayer. Odium would not give her void light. I mean, yeah. I kind of disagree, honestly. Like, I think if you're sufficiently connected, they would not be able to stop you from using that power any more than preservation could stop someone from using elements. True. That is I, valid. I agree with that. And especially because we're going to have like Leshwi and then like being like rebel, like they're not going to go mm -hmm. along with it. And presumably they're not, he's not just going to cut them off well, entirely. I, it is really weird regarding fused. I, I, we still don't really know the fused and void light. Like, it, it's unclear, is what I'm saying with the fused and how they get their void light and how much they get and like how that all works. Uh, Leshwe viewpoints, yeah. please. That'd be great. Please oh, tell God, us. That'd that be so awesome. Much. But I mean, other than that, like that void light, we knew that life light, third basic light. Whoa. Lift Big is revelation. than we thought, which Lift, I did not think was possible. Lift metabolizes food into lifelight, not stormlight. Mm -hmm. um, and it just appears like you can just use lifelight to power surge binding. There's, there's obviously like no mm -hmm. mechanical difference when she's right. using the power. It's just how she gets the investiture is different, right? Which, in retrospect, is not shocking to me because Surge Binding is a magic system of honor and cultivation. It's just her that's using it, though, right? So, like, I don't know. Like, it, there could be something in her spirit that enables her to use that. I don't know that if okay, like, she were to fill a sphere with with uh, with uh, life light, if then like Kaladin can go pick that up and breathe it in. I, I would be skeptical. Okay, that's, that, you that can is do true. That, that that's mm -hmm. I think that's a valid point. Mm -hmm. Fair. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like as long as like you have a connection to lifelight like you can use lifelight like how Renarin and, and venli can use either stormlight or yeah. void light to power their surge binding. yeah that's true well sure and the fuse use surge binding it's not void binding we we do know that in this yeah. book we'll do an episode <laughs> on that at some point but like it it's yeah. very clear the sibling calls them enemy surge binders and like yeah. pretty sure the sibling knows what's up there uh yeah it's like the the magic system does not care where the power is coming from it's just what you can provide like yeah as long as you can provide it it's gonna work being able to acquire that power and being able to feed that power to the magic mm -hmm. is, is what counts yeah that is very interesting with uh venley and stuff you're totally right life flight exists in the valley uh we we don't really we don't really know much 
I just want to know where you get the lifelight from. Like, I'm just interested in the fact that Raboniel knew what lifelight was and had seen it in the past. And I want to know in what context she knew about it. If it was some of the ancient Dawn singers used with their weird cohesion powers or if it was more readily available at some point and now it is not. Yeah, and Mraz knows what it is and like mentions it to Raboniel yeah. and... Uh, it seemed like Raboniel had a lifelight sphere, Navani used it, and Raboniel was like, yeah, it, we kind of can't get another one of those. Like, it well, does yeah. seem pretty difficult Left, to get. Didn't she? That's what I thought, but, oh, that's a good why point. Would she, but why would she be able to get one and, and not more? Yeah, because she wasn't able to get more for some reason. Yeah, Navani mm -hmm. thought it was from Lyft. That was her theory oh, when okay. it was presented to her. Hmm. Which I, I thought implied made... that to be left. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. But either way, it does seem rare. That was my the impression. So I had. was it the you... lifelight she couldn't get more of, or was it the tower light? It was the tower light. That's was it. Was it the tower light? Okay. I thought it was the lifelight. It was. Okay. I think she could get more lifelight. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. You're right. You're right. It was tower light. Yeah. Okay. Because, because what happens is uh, uh, they, they do the, they, they seal the heart of the sibling. Right. Well, no, she she um gets it from one of the um nodes before, like while she's corrupting it. Oh, really? Talon oh. describes yeah. it like she was like drawing yeah, something second, out of a node. Oh, oh node. yeah, it's a second node, mm -hmm. and is fighting yeah. the pursuer there. Yeah, because Raboniel was there and clearly doing something. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, and I and yeah, I remember Kaladin. Kaladin like explicitly noticed that she mm -hmm. had a, a gem or a sphere or something, and then the second time he met Rabonio, she didn't have that anymore, and he was like, what did you do with it? Okay, alright, cool, 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 cool. Oh, that's that's good, explaining how we're getting these things. It's not just like, oh yeah, it was just in my pocket for 4,000 years, what's up? <laughs> it's like, that, that's good, I, I really like that, actually, that's good. I assume that in the past, Lifelight must have primarily come from the Nightwatcher Bondsmith. I don't like know what other I guess. way you'd have a normal yeah. supply. Like, I, it appears to be produced naturally in the valley. Yes, there, there's like a green mist that covers sure. the valley, and and that that is in fact the first time we we heard about third light. Yeah. Um. So so that that's what that is. Mists? We've never seen mists before. That's don't be ridiculous, Evgeny. Mists with colors. I'm a little skeptical if it's not something, and just like a slightly different form because we know that the life light doesn't really look green. You know, it looks white for the most part. And so there's yeah, a part of that thinks that might be green. even more. Sure. I mean, manifestation of cultivations investiture. Um, well, mm -hmm. I, yeah. I, like I wouldn't say the mists from preservation are like these lights, right? But like yeah. it, it's it's the same but, power, but yeah, different form. I, I, I agree with that, right? But clearly, because yeah. Brandon at one point was asked if the mists were the same as Stormlight, and he said mists were more similar to the High Storm. Oh, so they carry... So they yeah. probably carry... I'm imagining that if you took a gemstone into the valley and, like, stuck it in some mist, and you pull it out with cultivation light. Yeah. Oh, I'd buy that. I guess the trick is getting into the valley without cultivation. <laughs> yeah, good well, luck with well, that. If, if the same kind of natural absorption process happens with lifelight as it does with stormlight mm -hmm. right because obviously it doesn't true. happen with void light right that is yeah. that is true um, that's a good but point. I, I, I guess term is quite the same thing i mean 
Sure, sure. But but I guess the mists are not like the mists are not mist light, but they carry mist light because mm-hmm. you can obviously use the mists to power elementsy in the same way that you can use preservations investiture to power elementsy. Yeah, mm-hmm. because Brandon has said like theoretically you could refine the mist into lorasium, so theoretically you could also refine it into mist light. Yeah, I, I do. I, I don't mean to get off track while we're going through all these lights, but there's, there's just so much. But I almost wonder if there's like something about Roshar that it's like allowing the magics to like be in gemstones that like the interaction between the shards and the planet uh, is like focused, eh, allowing like the natural magics. You breathe in stuff from a gemstone. It's like maybe it just wouldn't work that way with preservation's power on Skadriel. I don't know. There, there's, I think theoretically you could get something in gemstones, but whether as a magic user you could actually like suck it in and like use alamancy, I think that's a different question, right? Mm-hmm. So the Irie in Secret History uh-huh. had, uh, I believe, a mechanical device with a glowing, I want to say topaz. Or maybe Heliodor. I I'm, I believe it was a Heliodor. Because Heliodors are so. the gems you use in alerters. Yeah, and they, they were have using that device yeah. to keep track of, of shades. Yeah. So they either got hmm. some kind of Rosharan light off world, mm-hmm. which we know to be very difficult. Well, or they could have just piped it from I guess, the door, right? Like they kind of had no, that. No, 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 no. I take it back. I take it back. We 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 know that it's not very difficult because that's exi- that's that's the entire mo of the ghost bloods, right? You can just stuck light in a gem and take the gem off world. But but it could also be powered by the door. Well, that's yes. what they want, right? No. Yeah, I, I I don't think that actually works. Like th- they need to figure out how to get it off world. Yeah, like, well, I just had an idea how enough. to do that. Like he was like I really think Brace has just gotten the idea of how to do that, was my impression. Was yeah. they were in the middle okay. of this procedure and they've recently discovered the method for moving Stormlight off that's the what, world. That's what it sounded like. Yeah, because that, that's what Galvillar was researching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think there's a point when Shalon is like, oh, you want me to figure out how to take Stormlight off the planet? And he's like, I already figured that out. I want you to do this other thing. That's right. what I recall. Okay, okay, okay. Sure, 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 sure. But there's lots of ways. So clearly, Fabrials. It mm-hmm. it is interesting. Maybe you could like use the mist, get some light in the gemstone, and literally just power Fabrials. Like that. That sounds very plausible. You might not be able to use it for like alamancy in the metallic arts, but you could use it for something. Yeah. I don't know how much the power source of Fabrials matter necessarily. It mattered during the occupation of Eurythiru. Well. It mattered what kind of spren, also... right? You needed the corrupted spren and void light, or the non-corrupted spren and stormlight, right? Yes. So, like, yes. other than that, they seem to function basically identically. You just needed the right spren. Yes. But, like, would you be, like, because a normal spren or an odium corrupted spren probably wouldn't work with That's true. mist light. Yeah, how the hell did they? How did the hell did the Lelantrians build that device? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking like timeline wise, like that's way before, yeah. like several hundred years before. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But the Irie are 
<laughs> shrug. Yeah, they but, are but the, like the modern Fabrials are are a thing of like modern times, True. right? Like the, yeah, like in the past they had. So is mm-hmm. it a is it a uh, sibling approved Fabrial that they're using? <laughs> Well, that that's actually a very <laughs> valid point, right? I, I don't. I actually don't know if it's a Bouchard and Fabrio at all. Like, I kind of yeah. I yeah. think it's probably made with cell stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's Could like be. similar mechanics, mm-hmm. but like you have to do some different prerequisites. Uh, yeah. But like, you still yeah. like would need a Heliodor, and like, presumably the mm-hmm. metals would still matter. Like uh, that stuff, I think, would be the same. But uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, you have to you have to translate that into whatever magic system you're using to build it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but like you obviously can't get spread. Anyway, sorry, we're let's go back to lights. We're way we're way <laughs> off track. Hybrid lights, tower light, siblings light, and the tower light powers your theory. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, very cool. It, it is really. It cool. is cool. I wanna I wanna address the creation of tower light because sure. some some things we know because there are parallels with war light and some things mm-hmm. we are not quite sure about because it's not super clear what exactly happens there at the climax so tower light obviously the the mix of honor and cultivation but it's not so it, it's not it's a new metal it's not an alloy <laughs> right you, you are not just putting stormlight and uh, life light in a box and and getting tower sure, light out right. of the other yep, end. Yep, right, 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 right. Um, and and so this plays back into the tones and the rhythms that we talked extensively about. Yeah. And so, uh, stormlight sounds like or vibrates to uh, honor's tone and to his rhythm. And life light does the same thing with cultivation. And the way to get and, and so tower light. Like it still needs to have a single tone and a single rhythm. You can't just add the two together. And so what happens is uh, it has its own tone, I believe. I'm actually not sure I agree. I don't think so either. Well, it's like I think yeah. it's I think it's a harmony of two tones. It's all, it was a harmony, yeah. yeah. Two tones that are not quite identical. It's not honor's tone and cultivation's tone together. because they're, they're they talk about slightly shifting them. Yeah, until they like lock uh, yeah. together. Yeah. Until light. they find until they find notes that are in harmony. A song of science. Because honor's tone and cultivation's yeah. tone aren't quite in harmony. Because like with the two words. rhythms, I think merge into one, but the two tones still remain slightly separate. Yeah, let me let, let me check my notes again because you might be right about that. There's a uh, lot like of I, stuff I just, in this book, guys. Yeah, we'll figure mm-hmm. it out. I just recall like when when Navani is talking about creation of warlight, she and and Rabonio like. To hit that mark, they they both have to shift the tone that they're that they're on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's supposed to be like a compromise like thing too, like thematically. Like they're supposed to be shifting towards each other to find a middle ground to work. To right, and that. and I and I can see how like you would like kind of read over that and like think that like oh they're like starting here and they're like meeting somewhere in the middle on a certain tone. But I think it, the idea to me was that they're shifting a little bit until they hit a harmonic. Okay, mm-hmm. so yeah. you are correct. Uh, hybrid lights do in fact have two tones so in in tower lights case honors and cultivations and they are somehow different uh the book says than than honor stone and uh and cultivation stone and and they're different in a way that they change so that they develop a harmony with each other Mm -hmm. and in addition to that both tones 
adopt a rhythm. And uh, this rhythm is also kind of a combination of the other two, but it's also a brand new rhythm. Uh, so, for example, in, in Tower Light's case, we have Honor's Rhythm, which is kind of stately, and we have Cultivation's Rhythm, which is kind of ever-growing. Ever uh, so, yeah, like, it, I, I imagine it's like dubstep. <laughs> I don't know. I, so, I, I don't agree with that <laughs> statement. <laughs> yes, the Song of Science, all about dubstep. Yes. <laughs> no. Um, and, and so, the rhythm of the tower which is the combination of these two yep. is is somehow a, a combination of of these uh i don't know if we know how that sounds but we know that in the case of warlight which is honors and odium's hybrid light honors stately rhythm kind of uh kind of contains odium's chaotic one mm -hmm. uh, so i imagine something similar happens here yeah, there there is a description oh was there yeah, if you search Song of Science, like to find that exact passage, like it definitely describes like Ah, great. Like, Let's do that. The the things merging. Because like that is one of my favorite passages in the book. <laughs> okay, so it turns out we, we do actually know what that sounds like. Uh or at least we have a description. I don't know if you can turn that description into sound. Sound air quotes. <laughs> um, I mean you're doing it with your vocal codes right chords right now. Wow. You're so changing chapter the description into sound. <laughs> chapter 110. Yep. <laughs> uh, so Navani and, and the sibling are, are doing their thing, and Navani is providing the tone and rhythm, the, the song of honor, yep. and the sibling is doing the same thing with cultivation. And the passage says, the sound began to shift, and Navani modulated her tone, issuing it closer and closer to the two snapped into harmony the boundless energy of cultivation always growing and changing and the calm solidity of honor organized structure it they vibrated together structure and nature knowledge and wonder mixing the song of science itself that's a great passage it yeah. is that's I a great it. passage uh, this is my favorite stormlight book this is my favorite brandon book like it is it is really good it's really good it's and, and then it moves on saying that is it the sibling whispered to the rhythm of the tower my song yeah because the sibling couldn't uh hear honor's tone anymore basically uh mm -hmm. right and we're, we're gonna do so many of the things in this episode we're going to touch in more detail like you're Ethereum and the sibling yeah that's an episode guys we're, we're gonna mm -hmm. get to that sometime uh but that that's that's how you make hybrid lights and specifically tower light, right? So you get you get the two tones of the parents and you you modulate them somehow so they fit into a harmony. And and you also do the same with with rhythms. This random question that you know might not be interesting. You know how Navani and uh Raboni will have to sing together to create the warlight and they can't individually do it as just a human or just a singer. Does it have to be a human and a spren who sing together to make Tower Light, or is that just how it happened to shake hmm. out this time? I mean, the sibling does have that line later on about, it's like, this is why I exist, the common ground between humans yeah, and spren. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Just, just a thought that popped into my head. It is it's weird, because with, with like what happened with Bai to Mishram wounding the sibling, it is weird. Yeah? Okay, another idea. Okay, so let's go. <laughs> well, no, but okay, so this is just related, but 
we know that there was a falling out between this friend and the singers at some point. And so if they were going to yeah, create true, you're going to create the oldie, the odium cultivation light. It's another point where they could be, you know, working together. We know that they're going to that right now, Benley and her people are coming into accord with this with the spren. So that's like at least thematically heading in that direction. Yeah, potentially. And like that also plays into like singers are not of honor. Yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, ah, uh, that sequence of Ford's of Brandon. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's um, a really good idea. Well, we got hmm. we man, we got to do an episode on the Spren and the singers falling out because that's that's a whole thing too that we ah, oh, there's so much there's so much to talk about. We are not in want for podcast ideas. Yeah, we need a new Bondsmith friend for the Odium cultivation combo because we have one for the other five let's you need one for that let's let's talk let's talk about uh warlight and then we'll talk about cultivation and odiums uh, well wait but before before we do that do we do we, what what other tower light properties do we think that has like like so search binding I, and stuff yeah I, I i was gonna ask do we think you can use tower light to power search binding maybe i i think that's how navani is going right so sure, i think okay. i think the siblings bondsmith can mm -hmm. i don't know if other like i don't so i think navani can produce tower light on command much mm -hmm. like any other sibling bondsmith could in the history of rashar i don't think she can charge surge binders i don't think she can charge knights in the same way that the storm father bondsmith can my counterpoint to that and like this is less strong evidence is just i know that there were those like auxiliary fabrials added to the tower that were able to run on stormlight and i had assumed that in the past they probably ran on tower light themselves because they didn't have and they just didn't have people infuse them with stormlight periodically so if you can get a regular fabrial to run on either Stormlight or Tower Light, then I kind of assume that you might be able to get a human to be able to do it. I don't, but then I'm like, yeah, it doesn't seem quite right. So that makes sense. Fabrials aren't people, but yeah, I, I, I can kind of see this go either way, to be honest, because mm -hmm. most of most, if not all of your used to used to work off of Tower Light. Yeah. And now almost all of it runs on Stormlight. I would like, say most of it doesn't function. Yeah, <laughs> the parts that got working ran on Stormlight. Well, yeah. actually, at the moment, <laughs> yeah. the present but, time. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, 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 you are right there, Ian. Well, I, now I'm just like thinking, like we were saying, how Venli and Renarin could both use. Was could Renarin definitely use Void Light to? I don't know if we actually sure. know that. But like at least think... Venli, at least Venli, yeah. could use Void Light and Stormlight do her surge binding and we we did say earlier that that was like a connection thing like a connection to each thing so maybe like you have to have a specific connection to the sibling to use tower light maybe like kind of in that same logic i bet that the squires would use tower light uh, of the sibling bondsmith okay so sure that was yeah. That was that was my thinking, and that is actually the reason I thought Navani could not because she's bonded to the sibling, uh, although I guess that is like, but because she ha she ultimately has a connection to them, and obviously that that connection and the bond kind of go hand in hand. So 
she's kind of the trivial example here. Yeah, I'm just not sure if like Navani can give it to any search binder. I I I feel like there's prerequisites. Yeah, because the way I think of it is, well, the Nightwatcher Bondsmith could probably produce Lifelight. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't think she can she can power anyone but Lift and yeah. and presumably themselves right now. Man, I, I yeah, t- like slightly related piece of evidence. Getting into Warlight a little bit, sure. but we know that the singers are, or at least the fused, are somehow capable of holding Warlight because we know that a, that Raboniel mentioned there is some sort of effect to it in one of those annotations. That you know, in the same way that Void Light causes you to inflame your emotions, and she said it'd be of interest to L. So I assume at some oh, point, oh, in the rhythm of L. war, like the epigraphs, yeah, yeah, the epigraphs themselves, yeah. And so I assume that if they manage to hold warlight in some way that probably you could get tower light being held by a human if you worked it out right so uh i found the the epigraph in question it is chapter 59 and it says so this is from the rhythm of war page 10 i don't know if we can deduce something by looking at pages around it but it says the point regarding the rhythm of war's emotional influence will be of particular interest to L. Mm-hmm. And L's the the dude at the end. Uh, the <laughs> the fused. That kills him. Who's um, interested in humans. Yes. And their relationship uh, with Odium. Yeah. So I, I think it is really important to note that it is not, like this doesn't address the emotional influence of Warlight. Yeah, just that it has some. <laughs> it... Yeah. The point regarding the rhythm oh, of wars. Oh, the rhythms. Right, and not the light itself. Okay, mm. I see what you're saying. Yes, right. that's a good okay. point. Yes. But isn't yeah. the rhythm of war the rhythm of war light? Yes, but you can attune to the rhythm of war like, without having war light. Yeah, so, so, so like, honor's rhythm is stately, but the emotions you feel when you hold stormlight is like mm-hmm. like the drive to action. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Those are different. Sure. Okay. And I do want to just take a second and find the bit at the end from Eshunai when she hears the rhythm of war. I, I, it is so interesting that they haven't before known the rhythm of war. Like, clearly Eshunai stumbled upon it early, but just like that Rabonial and the other civil singers haven't encountered it in any other context and didn't seem to be able to attune it until they knew mm. that it was possible I, I think it's spiritual mumbo jumbo is like but yeah <laughs> i knew you could do it as soon as you did it like yeah like i mean you could theoretically make the rhythm of war with any tone right so maybe it's just like yeah. the tone is off like it's, it's just it, a rhythm. it's finding the exact thing like once you know what it is it also probably is like you would need sufficient i mean you don't really need that but like presumably i'm i'm imagining it would be easier for Esh and I because it's like she's a listener, but is now like has a bigger connection to Odium. And so like there's kind of a connection mm-hmm. to both of those things. I, I feel like that mm-hmm. kind of matters, whereas like mm-hmm. most of the fused probably don't really have much connection to honor at all. Right. So maybe that just makes mm-hmm. it harder to do, whereas it's actually easier for Esh and I to do it. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I was just kind of like- curious if they've discovered rhythms, like did they discover the base emotional rhythms in the past at some point? Or have those always just been available? You know. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure, right. Well, the Odium's new rhythms, like they couldn't have like 
couldn't attune those without a connection to Odium. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, that's that's True. that's a that's a super valid point. Yeah, so that that True. does simplify find that a lot, right? Yeah. yeah, but also it's like it was a subject of debate whether or not like a hybrid could exist. So it's like they wouldn't be able to blindly stumble upon it. Right, I guess, sense. but they still kind of did. You know what I mean? Like they still had to stumble upon it by trying mm-hmm. until eventually they stumbled upon it. Yeah. So but, yeah. So Evgeny, what what's the line with Eshenai? Okay, so we are looking at the very last chapter, uh, which is Eshenai's quote unquote. Well, I mean, it, it is a flashback, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she is she is down in the chasms. She's fighting for her life, and then she hears uh, Odium's. Uh, she hears Honor's tone, and then she also hears Odium's tone, and then they snapped together. They melded into harmony, making a song of Honor and Odium both. A song for a singer who could fight, but also a soldier who wanted to lay down her sword. She found the stone as, in the blackness, a small spren shaped like a shooting star appeared ahead of her. Eshenai strained, reaching, clawing. Her head came above the water, yada, yada, yada. She attuned to the rhythm, the rhythm of war, the rhythm of victories and losses, the rhythm of a life at its end. To its beats, she resummoned her blade and rammed it into a ground, holding it tightly as the water slowed further. Then we move on a little further down as Brandon describes how battered and broken she is. Yep. It's not great uh, to be in a chasm in High Star. <laughs> Not great. Oh, never mind. And then, and then she also like attunes other rhythms like awe, confidence, mourning, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The earlier uh, epigraph had Rabonio tell us that this point regarding the rhythm of wars and emotional influence will be of particular interest to L. Now we don't know what that point is. That's true. Or at least I don't think we do. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I don't think so. I think mostly Brandon wanted to just get an early L reference in there. I mean, yeah, honestly, probably. he has to, yeah. right? Because otherwise yeah, you're just like, okay. what the crap is this? <laughs> yeah, the, the previous one is, is Rhythm of War, page six. So yeah. uh, anyway, so we, we don't know what the previous one is. So Rabonio finds the emotional influence of Rhythm of War interesting to L. We don't know much about L, but we should talk about it. And then <laughs> when Eshenai attunes the Rhythm of War, she describes it as Rhythm of, of Victories and Losses. Uh, kind of a uh, to her, it sounds like a last stand type of thing. I, I right. loved that description because it's like mm-hmm. Odium, like just reminded me of that part two Oathbringer, right? Where Dalinar takes in some of Odium. It's like the exaltation of victory and stuff in that. But also like that honor of just like, but I also want to put down my blade. And it's like the, both the mm-hmm. victory and the loss. I was like, ooh, that's. That's a yeah. primo description right there. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, so I feel like Tambor was very important in Eshenite be actually being able to do that, right? Because yeah. Tambor and yeah. that surge binding seems relevant. Also, kind of links back to what we were talking about with, well, the Spren and the Singers haven't been like on good terms for a while. So mm-hmm. for, for a very long time, in fact. So yeah. it probably was very difficult. Whereas with Eshenai, it's like, oh, this is a new thing that's happening, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like she was had a void spren in her gem heart right. and bonded to a radiant spren. Yeah, M- much much like Venli. Yeah. exactly like Venli actually. Oh, yeah, even the same spren. Yep. Well, at least, <laughs> one the, of them, at least. yeah, one, one of, of them. Spren. So 
what what I wanted to try to touch on was that note about how the emotional influence would be of interest to L. Now we obviously don't know much about L. No, uh, we know that he is he's a singer. Yep. Uh, he he appears to be kind of a well. So one, he's really interested in humans. Yep. Uh, he doesn't think of humans the same way that a lot of other fused do. Yeah. Uh, like he sees them as as species that has potential. He is uh, also very interested in in working with the new odium. The new oh, what a great epigraph. <laughs> yeah. oh, 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 it is oh like I always get giddy just just saying that. It, yeah, ah. I know that is not going to wear <laughs> off for a while. No, uh, it's also terrifying. <laughs> Super anyway. terrifying. But but so it's like he has some measure of respect and appreciation for humans, especially when it comes to like art and their their ability to feel emotion, right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, c- there's also like a series, I think, of epigraphs from the musings of L. Yeah. From the first of the final ten days. <laughs> Not ominous. My pot is clenched. <laughs> <laughs> um, where where I think, if I recall correctly, like he just goes on and like appreciates the ability of the humans to just mm-hmm. feel passion and feel emotion and live in the moment. Yeah. Or at least that's how I remember it. Is is the rhythm of, so like every rhythm brings kind of a, an emotional mindset with it, mm-hmm. right? And so the, does the rhythm of war have an effect similar to the effect of holding void light? Like, does it, does it in some way enhance your emotions or inflame your emotions or give your emotions a new nuance that you wouldn't otherwise, or does it allow you to feel emotions that you wouldn't otherwise be able to? Like this, this is the line of, of, of reasoning I'm trying to, to push here. I don't think so. Like, I think like it has an effect on your emotions, like literally every other, but it, it doesn't like make emotions different like it just like it shifts a singer's like mind to work in a certain way like any other rhythm like it's very hard to say what that emotion is i don't know yeah but i don't think it fundamentally changes the emotional experience i seems to me that it would be the emotion that esh and i was kind of experiencing when she was yeah which would be kind of like sort of like a regretful like ending type thing you know what i mean yeah both uh, yeah it's it's almost yeah. it, it's a little it's a little twofold right which, which is appropriate on mm-hmm. on one hand it is it is the sense of victory at the end of one's life like yeah. like almost like you've lived you've lived you've lived your life to the fullest mm-hmm. and now it's coming to an end and there is there's joy in the sense of accomplishment from before, but there's also like sadness and regret that it's coming to an end and vice versa, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, There is the sense of, yes, your life is coming to an end. Yes, you're about to lose maybe, but there's also the the sense of accomplishment and the sense of victory that comes with that. So so they are like this this contradiction of emotions. It's very reflective to me. Like it's a kind of like a, you're sitting there and you're thinking about your life and looking back on things. Yeah. Uh, but like yeah. the fact that it's like such a complex take, like also like going back to Tower Light and like the description of like 
what that felt like. It's like wonder and like knowledge. And it's like, like you have to get poetic to describe these things. Yeah. Like it, it reminds me of like the descriptions of shards. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Where it's like, yep. in order to act like you need poetry to act, actually describe them. Yeah. Like, I, I agree. Cause yeah. all those quotes kind of felt similar. Uh, mm -hmm. I want to steer this a little bit away from the rhythm of war. Uh, itself yeah. because it's like honestly we don't really know uh but i want to mm -hmm. like actually talk about warlight itself uh yeah. because we have j only talked about the rhythm and not actually <laughs> the light at all what the hell's warlight gonna be used for like tower light powers your ethereum got it i understand mm -hmm. warlight why shianat shianat yeah i Tiana. mean that's yeah yeah maybe redoran can use it that'd be kind of cool I'd buy that would be really cool it. Well, it's um, mm. to me like says like at one point attunes to the rhythm of war. It's like I need to speak to my siblings. I need to bring them this rhythm. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Mm. And it's a cool little scene. A bondsmith of Janat could produce warlight. I really like that idea. I think that's very solid. Yeah. Um, oh, I know. I kind of when Janat says she wants to become a god, I feel like whatever that is is what might potentially allow her to produce Warlight at some point. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know what that means, but I'm curious. I'm definitely getting on board with the idea that Janat is, or at least wants to be in some ways, a, a parallel to the sibling. Mm -hmm. Cousins. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yeah. In, fact, in fact, she calls them a cousin. Yep. And Odium doesn't like it. <laughs> and and Janat could very easily have been a spren that was honor oriented that at some point was remade with Odious Investiture and be a midpoint. I mean, I, I, I do think that's very solid, right? Because uh, like the sibling is like, I will be like the, the unmade. Right. Yep. Yeah, because Rabonio was in this case, cap Unmaking. <laughs> capital, capital U, unmaking yep. the sibling. Yep. Yeah. So I think that's really plausible. It's it's also plausible that like if Janat bonded someone sufficiently connected with honor, that like they could do a very similar thing that like Navani and the sibling, you know, mm -hmm. did where it's mm -hmm. like, well, Janat can't hear honor's tone, maybe. Oh, in I see what you're her saying. Her current state, yeah. right? But like mm -hmm. maybe whoever she bonds could and then they could to together make more light, right? I mean, she's very good at ad adding foreign investiture to spread. It's she true. could figure it's out true. a way to well, stick I some mean, honor has, into her. That is a very well, unique ability know. for uh, Janot. Like performing surgery on yourself, though. Like, that's a little... Oh. Actually, it, it's like... So I don't even think it needs to be somebody who is particularly connected to honor. Like, Navani is not especially connected to honor. Okay, true. She was, she was just capable of, like, learning... How to produce honor stone and rhythm? Valid. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm digging warlight being used for these like enlightened spren. That that would be like maybe very useful for them. I, I don't really know how or why. Um, like, I, I don't I, really understand where we're going with this. But it's like I don't know if there needs to be like a purpose to warlight like not everything has a purpose yeah. like it's just like it's a natural interaction of it, it it wasn't designed for a purpose 
True. Like, but even like, like Tower Light wasn't designed for a purpose. It's just like that's what they're using it for. Narratively, though, like I think it's heading very much in the same direction that whatever Renarin is becoming is heading, or mm-hmm. we don't understand the significance of what is happening with him and yeah. uh, Gliss, but. It will be significant for the same reasons that Warlight is significant. There's a narrative purpose to it. There's yeah. not a mechanical purpose. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm totally speaking of in the sense of where the story is going and like okay. why okay. is Warlight so important. Sorry, yes, I, I didn't I make that clear. I misinterpreted you. I, yeah, I yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. No, I'm, yeah. I'm totally talking in the narrative. Like, I have no idea where we're going with anti-lights either. Like... I don't even know, but we're we're going somewhere, and we're pressing the gas pedal, and I I have no idea where we're going. Yeah, because I I think we're light is going to be the path to peace. Ironically, I mean that regret is actually a really interesting emotion in that mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, I that's that's actually really interesting. So that's that's like Warlight. We I mean we don't really know like this. Mm-hmm. I think that's our best bet of what Warlight's going to be useful for. But yeah. I, w- I was going to say it is probably something that at this point we are like three steps removed into speculation land. Oh, for um, sure. If Janat becomes a spren like the sibling and if Janat bonds somebody and they become a bondsmith of her um, and that bondsmith can produce warlight at will, then that bondsmith could serve a similar purpose to the kind of corrupted radiance, corrupted surge binders um, that Dalinar serves yeah, that's, for just the thinking. regular. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not necessarily super useful, right? Because Dalinar can just power up Renarin because Renarin can use either one. Sure. Uh, but maybe there's, there's something there. Like, you, it's kind of lame, but now you have two Bondsmiths who can supercharge your army and stuff like that i mean yeah, so, that yeah. that would be very useful there's only one dalinar it, right now so it, it, it like, would be yes but it's not unique right it's not yeah. bringing anything new to the table sure. and so i i would like it for there to be something similar to how so the siblings purpose and the tower lights and, and tower lights purpose is to power up your ethereum yeah um so I would like it there for like Warlight to have a similar purpose. I think it's like normalizing relations between humans and singers. Mechanical purpose. <laughs> Magical purpose. Not cultural purpose. I mean it's like there's lots of different purposes. I... Honors purposes, maybe. You oh, might oh my god. <laughs> 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 do not do not say these words in front of me sorry yeah. because it's like i don't know if i agree that how to phrase this i think they could have made a fabriel tower that ran just on stormlight or just on lifelight i don't think there's anything specific about towerlight that like I think that was a symbolic gesture. Fair. Mm-hmm. I will yeah. reserve my objections for the sibling episode. Yeah, <laughs> write it down. That'll be a while. I think that might be February <laughs> or something. I don't know. Because like uh, my God. the yeah. sibling was created to do that. Towerlight is just a natural interaction of honor and cultivation. It was not designed with the tower in mind. It was just a natural outgrowth of what happened. 
it it could have been designed at the tower. Like it's tough to say when the sibling yeah. was designed and if they were planning the tower when the sibling was being born or like yeah. you know like that's kind of nebulous. Yeah, because in, like, in here I'm I'm definitely separating the sibling from tower light. Okay, in the interest of moving things along, let's because this is something we are going to have to talk a lot about. Let's mm. reserve that for the sibling episode let's and do move that. on to sounds good. Um, uh, maybe a brief mention about the hypothetical cultivation slash odium yeah. light and then move on into anti-lights. So Venli seems to attune to like a hybrid cultivation odium thing, mm. thinking about her mom. Uh, it's like the, the songs Freedom. Was, that was, that freedom, was like the, the history of her people. Very mm. interesting. Uh, yeah. I don't know if we could theorize what that would even be called because like how would you guess tower light i mean i guess you could guess tower light but, <laughs> but like if you were only like it's a hybrid between honor and cultivation you wouldn't be like oh yes tower light you know like yeah it's not gonna oh be yeah that. yeah um of course tower yes obviously cultivation and odium would be uh obviously hatred and obviously like growth growth development uh, I'm getting a sense of like, of like planning your vengeance, that kind of vibe, know. which is vengeance Another like Batman light. So I was very excited learning about these hybrid lights uh-huh. because it recontextualized something else in the Cosmere for Oh, me. yeah? Harmony. Yeah. Harmony is hybrid <sighs> investiture. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's why we never saw the two different myths. (laughs) (laughs) It it makes sense because like harmony is something new. Yep. Something more than just uh, um, preservation and ruin. But like we know that like harmony could split back into them. Mm -hmm. Just like tower light can split back into stormlight and life light. I think maybe. Yes. Brandon has said you could split them apart. Oh, okay. I was I was joking earlier about the Harmony Discord thing, but I almost kind of do wonder if like there's some kind of I don't know a sense that you can have these two investitures um, with the lights, right? You have to create them by finding a harmony, and mm-hmm. so you have two different types of investiture that are that you're finding a harmony and mixing them together that way. Mm-hmm. And it does kind of make me wonder if there's some kind of like the the powers of harmony, ruin and preservation, like if it says it has to kind of like hold them into a certain harmony with each other. And like, if you, if you let them like slip out of that, there's a, um, I don't know. Well, it is. What's the opposite of harmony disharmony with, with the investiture itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It definitely I, puts his name into a different perspective for me. Yeah. It, it's interesting because like, I wouldn't say any of the three shards on Roshar are opposites because like ruin and preservation are like, the most opposite of shards yeah. so mm-hmm. like i wonder if that is making Sezed's job significantly harder than if uh he picked up any two different random shards right yeah uh, i mean that's a different way to think about him being paralyzed by his intent it's just him trying to you know hold manage these together hold these two in harmony at the same time and not get out of whack by doing one or the other too much yeah it it's it's not that his intent is naturally like passive it's just that <laughs> he has to uh, to expend so much effort to to keep it yeah. from going out of control, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, I think this is all plausible. That's that's an excellent point, Ian. 
So let, let's talk a bit about Antilite. Uh, we, we talked about uh, the, the creation of it earlier. Uh, we didn't really talk... We didn't really talk that... It seemed pretty easy to make these Antilites, yeah. <laughs> uh, honestly. And that's... Odd. Yeah. Like, where are we going with these Antilites? I mean, like... It, it reminded me of... I, I believe there are, like, some comments about, like, converting between investitures and Brennan's is, like... It's not difficult to do it. It's just you have to know the trick. Like, so it's like it's figuring out the trick that's hard. Yeah, yeah. I I was just talking with Jess, and mm. Jess just really doesn't want like late age Cosmere to be like, all right, well, here's the thing we need to kill. We just need the right anti investor, and then we kill it, and problem solved. Because like that's that's certainly. The anti-lights, I guess where we're going in Stormlight is, oh crap, the Spren can die, which is very new, yeah. right? And the Fused can die, and so like that's going to make the war much more serious for both of them. I mean, it's easy enough to just you know, make some kind of like anti-armor or whatever. Like, uh, Brandon, I mean, he's got like options of how to yeah. like, not let the power get out of control. Yeah. I mean, like, is it that different from regular investiture in that aluminum will probably still block it? So, you know, if you're using <laughs> that, a bunch of aluminum. That's a good oh, yeah. question. That's a good question. Yeah. yeah, I bet it would. Yeah, I, I think it would. I would expect it would. Yeah, I would as well. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I in terms of like space age, I don't. I kind of wonder if it's like, or even not quite space age. I wonder if they're going to use it as a like literally just as a power source. You know. Yeah, so that, you that's the other light and use it to power your flying machines or spaceships or whatever. <laughs> do do you do you imagine that as like? Antilite on its own, or just the fact that no, uh, like, doing the whole annihilation thing. Yeah. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, sure, valid. Nu nu nuclear fusion, yeah. but not that nuclear. All right, yeah, we we that that could very well Your do some good proportion. Drive. Yeah, pretty much, honestly. Oh. Yeah, maybe, and, and maybe uh, more 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 importantly, with Antilite, where we're going is how the hell gavilar did you have a sphere of anti-void light and also while i think it's just useful to just bring up the word of brandon where brandon's like the black sphere is what the book implies it to be and you'll 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 know after oathbringer it's like no no i i mean no <laughs> it was void light of a sort <laughs> yeah. Well, one wrong. one of them was. Eshenize was. was what Oathbringer implies it to be, certainly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but when we we've talked about the Black Sphere for a decade uh, <laughs> since oh 2010, God. and it's like yeah. now we finally know it's like oh, Gavilar had anti void light. How? What? Why? What? Why? Yeah. My only thing is I don't want him to have created it. I want someone to have given it to him or like something else to have done it because I want I don't want him to have beaten Navani to the punch because that would just That's a good point. That, that oh that's a really important but, thematic yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm with you there. But he probably could have brought a bunch of idiots together. Like Axendwith yeah. obviously didn't tell everything to Gavilar. Like Axendwith seemed to know a lot. And mm. we're gonna do a Gavilar episode, but oh, we're on the topic please. of anti lights. We got to do uh, a podcast on Gavilar and his spheres. <sighs> yeah. Just my initial read of the new prologue was that we know that Gavilar was somehow getting void light from Braves 
And so my mm -hmm. just instinct is he probably somehow got anti-light from Braze. And I don't know where it would be there or why he would have been able to get it, but that seems to make sense to me. I, yeah, I don't think these anti-lights are naturally occurring. No. Well, Jamie, I mean, the intent stuff, probably, yeah, because it requires the intent. Okay, yeah, I'm down yeah. with that. Um, I wonder two things. One of them is that how, like, obviously, Gavilar was working with the Heralds. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, how much about anti-lights did they know is a very interesting question to me. Like... It it it, se it seems so incredible to me that Gavilar would be able to figure out anti light without like a sig without significant help from Nail and and Kalak. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> sorry, Ristars. Rabonio oh, yes. not knowing about it makes me even like kind of skeptical. The Heralds would know. Yeah, a lot yeah. Of it. yeah. Did, did Rabonio say that? Like they talked with odium and were they referring to antimatter or anti-light yes they were talking about the yeah so the shards were like yo antimatter like they alluded to that existence and yeah. then raboniel was like what if we can do that with lights yeah that, that was the logic right okay yeah, yeah i think so i have no idea how he could get this though like spinning off of anti-lights require intent could a shard create their own anti-light or I would so. I think yes. I think so. I, like, so I'm skeptical. Like I used to not think so. And and earlier in the episode when when Joff was talking about uh how anti-light is probably still investiture, yeah. only yeah. only flipped on its head. I, I got on board with that charge. idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it is yeah. it is still it is still Audium's investiture or honor's investiture. And so I think a shard can can choose can capital D decide. You know, to, it's the yeah. capital D decision. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like uh, I, I was just wondering if because like they would have to like invert them themselves. Like, like it would be plausible to me that they couldn't. I see. But, like, it, it also makes sense that they could. So and that's kind of like a detail to me that I guess I'm in my what's in my mind when I was talking about it earlier is it's not like anti odium investiture like it's anti-void light void light it's odium's investiture it's not the investiture that's flipped it's the light that's flipped it's that okay. certain uh the manifestation instance yeah manifestation yeah. of it that is well it's it's the rhythm and the tone that's flipped yeah mm -hmm. or yeah because my skepticism with them being able to create it is that the tones were described as the voices of the shards and so if they use those voices right. to communicate with the light oh good point they probably couldn't say something they, that, like you know mm. that's their method they communicate that way so mm. how could they say something but like you know like i also think it's their power so they could probably do whatever they want with yeah. yeah so it's an outstanding question that i don't think we can answer at the moment and mm. yeah in, in terms of gavilar where did he get it from i i do i do wonder if it was involved with Xindweth and like other world hoppers like being yeah. able to pass on knowledge you know that they've figured out collectively that yeah. Someone just stuck on Rashar with that limited knowledge would not know. And I'm I'm almost wondering with the the shard, I don't think race would have figured out how to do this. Like I think like if if shards theoretically could figure out how to do this, I don't think race is good enough with 
his stuff to actually manage it. Like I, I could believe Teravangian could, because Teravangian was like, it's like, man, race, what the hell are you doing, idiot? Like that's that's kind of what it seemed like to me. So like that also kind of puts a damper on if Odium himself created that anti void light that someone mm-hmm. got and gave to Gavilar or something, right? Like. He just wasn't a scientist, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if it, like maybe an art of Fabrian could have figured it out. And I know that he his interests had changed, but he didn't seem like the sort of person that would be able to systematically develop this kind of process. I agree. Himself. Yeah, he he was the vision guy and like convinced people that he could do crazy things. But it it was like a force of will thing. Like what he actually did that wasn't what other people told him to do is un- is very unclear, right? I know. He, he, I mean, he did have like the the art of Fabrian that was invited to the feast, right? So like he mm-hmm. had people working for him that maybe could have figured yeah. it out. Like, yeah, uh, you know, like, when you when you add in the stuff that the heralds knew and whatever, you know, maybe they pulled enough information together and got a guy who knows what he's doing enough to kind of do that in secret. Yeah, you know, yeah. that to me that wouldn't diminish Navani's effort because Navani figured it out with all that without some of that input, mm-hmm. and she also did it. Over the course of I don't know weeks instead yeah, of yeah not long who knows how long Gavilar a, had a month yeah my, my impression of what that Art of Fabrian was there doing and I don't think this was directly confirmed at any point was that that box that he made had something to do with the proximity problem and moving the void light around sure oh, the box yeah oh so my God. I did <laughs> I did wanna I did wanna it's, read it's just a the box of, too yeah I wanted to read a couple of sentences from the prologue because they are relevant. This is when Navani kind of starts overhearing the conversation between Gavilar and the Heralds. Being able to bring them back and forth from Braes doesn't mean anything, one voice said. It's too close to be of relevant distance. It was impossible only a few short years ago, said a deep, powerful voice, Gavilar. This is proof. The connection is not severed and the box allows for trouble. Not yet as far as you'd like, but we must start the journey somewhere. Mm-hmm. Also, the box that Sion's are kept in is yep. probably related to all of this. Probably Braze has similar, one. Yeah, probably yeah. similar design. Yeah. So is he referring to moving just like literal spheres? Yeah. That is my thought. I, just uh, so that does that mean without a box you can't just like bring spheres from Rochard or Braze? That's what it that's okay. almost what that yeah. says, right? Yeah. So I, I've asked this three times between us, and I still can't remember. There was a scene when Rabonio was telling Navani about he- those ones of the heavens, the, uh-huh. the Sharim, who flew out of the atmosphere. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. With, with gems. And, and I don't remember what she told Navani about that. Uh, they died. <laughs> I, I, I think they work. just ran out of, and died. Wasn't yeah. wasn't there something about like the gem starting to feel heavier? I yeah. think Moraes said if you try to take a gem out past in Shadesmar, they would start getting heavier and heavier until you couldn't move them anymore. But I okay. don't think the, yeah. the Shania story mentioned that. Yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. but regardless, so that's a challenge when transferring investiture between worlds, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, assuming assuming Moraes is correct. And so presumably what this box does is uh it doesn't sever the connection whichever connection that is, but it still allows for travel between Braze and Rosh. So presumably what happens was somebody went to Braze, uh, maybe with a box carrying Stormlight and confirmed that they can take Stormlight to Braze. And then they took Voidlight from Braze 
and brought it back to Rashar and confirmed that they can do that with either the same box or a similar box. And obviously you can do the same thing with Seons. The weird thing with the box to me is that you can take it out of the box and nothing happens. That's what I'm, I'm confused about. But, you know. Yeah. But now we're kind of talking about the connection yeah. problem. Yeah. So it's not really right anymore. Yeah. So I think we've run our course on this particular yeah. topic. We're, we got to do a Gavilar episode. Uh, I'm very excited <laughs> yeah. for Book Five's prologue of Gavilar. That's mm-hmm. going to be insane. Gimme, 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 gimme. I guess Brandon needed to write all of Book Four because he's like, well, I mean, we can't really do a Gavilar prologue until we get anti-light. So we needed all the light stuff so that we could figure out what the hell Gavilar is doing, I guess. Sure. Yep. And it's also possible that he had life light. We are <laughs> we're not any closer to figuring out how he got the anti-void light. Not remotely. Yeah. And we're not going to be. So there are a few more topics I think we should touch on. Okay. Before wrapping up. Great. One is so the test to make sure they can kill Radiant Spren yep. uses anti-stormlight against yep. an honor spren. Right. The spread most okay. purely associated with honor. True. Would anti-stormlight work against all Radiant Spren? Because they are all theoretically a mixture between honor and cultivation. Worked on a stone ward spren, as was implied by the person that Raboniel tested the anti-stormlight on first before Fendorana. I thought Fendorana was the test. No, she, they took Raboniel took a storm a stone ward from the infirmary, and they did not bring her back. Okay. And it was confirmed yeah. that, yeah. Okay. I can't so imagine I, it's nice to the Spren, regardless of how much yeah. mixture they had. The, the, but the thing I, most importantly, like cultivation Spren, the Spren most purely of cultivation, mm-hmm. how much of an effect would it actually have on them? Yeah, that, that's my only question about this. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a good question. It is. I mean, easy enough to make anti cultivation light, though. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it would be know. annoying though right. if you were like, ah, wrong light, or like it only it only like wounds <laughs> like you know like the mist friend that they're like, ow, that really hurt, but I'm alive, you know. I mean, yeah, like, it's like that. That's like a question. Like it's like, oh, stormlight is the be all end all. Like we can kill all radiant spread. Whereas yeah. like theoretically, it's more complex than that. Okay, yeah, fair. the stoneward spread are in the northern side of yeah. the honorary more side of the diagram, roughly yeah. breaking it down as much as you can. Assuming that is a thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. but and and yeah. also, I guess a, a similar question is: Would you be able to kill an honor spren using anti-cultivation light? That's, yeah, that's a good question. That's a good question. Yeah, I I think maybe not on specifically honor spren and specifically cultivation spren, mm-hmm. but. I mean, if you're, like, stabbing an ink spren with either of them, like, presumably that's some weird mixture, and, like, would that just make them into practically a deadite? Not, like, annihilated, but, like, wounded in the same way that it's like, oh, the spren are dead, right? Like, Or it's, like, um, Rabonial, like, she, like, the initial stab, like, wasn't enough to, like, destroy her... Like, she had lost too much. Like, next time she came back, like, she would be insane. So yeah. Like she, yeah. like, yeah. finished me off with this void light. Oh, sure. Right. I have another interesting question. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think would happen if you use the same anti-stormlight knife 
and stabbed one of those honor spren that were manifested into the physical realm by a shar. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what were they? I don't know. Were they made of regular matter? I mean, presumably. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. Presumably it's investiture converting to matter. I don't, I don't know. That's yeah. another episode. Have the as same well. effect as yeah. stabbing a human corpse. I do not want to be on that episode. <laughs> no, yeah. that that episode is going to be eldritch horror. Yeah, who knows where that plot's going? Who but. knows where the hell that plot's going? That's for sure. Somewhere going somewhere, but <laughs> I don't. I don't know. And so, and then to come full circle uh-huh. to the idea that came to me at the very beginning. Oh, I yes. Got very distracted about. Yes, right, right. We, we've learned about anti-light and anti-investiture. Do any of you remember the words of Brandon about a force that opposes adenosium in anti-adenosium, so to speak? Oh, uh, shit. This, this, this yeah. is my... This is one of my favorite things, in fact, uh, Ian. Uh, <laughs> and, and... Oh, 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 oh. And intent shenanigans can very much be a part of this, right? With, like intending mm-hmm. to specifically kill Aiden Alcium. Like, that could very much matter. Yeah. There's definitely a forum post of me from some point back, like, vehemently arguing against the concept of anti I, I Yeah, I believe <laughs> we uh, the uh, yeah. you, me, and Ian have discussed this at length, and I think you guys persuaded me that it's like, well, an opposing force is, it could just be that group of people. It doesn't actually have to be a magical mm-hmm. force. But you know what? Maybe it is. Well, it's like anti-Adenalsium investiture like, is still Adenalsium. Like, it's just like anti-Void yeah. Light. So it's not a separate anti-Adenalsium. Okay, you're fair. <laughs> but still, you guys were trying to say it's like it could just be a group and not like a oh, different 100%. Kind. Yeah, so screw yeah, you. Yeah. I, uh, I, I was mostly mad at people calling aluminum anti-investiture at the time, but yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, clearly aluminum's not anti-investor. We developed that in this book. That's totally different. But how would they get so much, like, anti-Adenalsium investiture to, like, actually wound God? Like, Don't yeah, think you that c- they killed Adenalsium. Like, I think Adenalsium, like, allowed what happened to happen. It's I mean, I guess opinion. if you, like, hit its vessel? <laughs> uh, no. mixture between anti-Adenalsium light, all light? Megalite, megalite, aluminum, dragon steel. Mix them together. You can kill it. No, no, no. We should call it Omega Light. Because it's all of them. Boom. There you go. Nice. Well, I think that's a topic for for another show. (laughs) And uh, now I need to go relook at those words of Brandon. And maybe I need to make a video about that sometime. (laughs) Just be like, Kerr, you guys convinced me otherwise, but now. It could be, though. Yeah. I, I asked, like, three of these words of Brandon to Brandon directly. So this is very near and dear that. to my heart, personally. <laughs> um, and one thing I also love is the connection between light and deityhood in the Cosmere. It's like Judeo-Christian tradition, the book of Genesis. The first thing God creates is light. At first there was darkness, and then God said, let there be light. Now we've got a bunch of light. We got <laughs> we got a lot of them <laughs> and lots yeah. of hybrids and p- potentially an infinite yeah. amount of them. Yeah. Uh, 
and getting into like a dota you know for mm-hmm. light a dota being yeah light. yeah yeah do you think you could do a hybrid anti-investiture regular investiture light between two different i think no probably not but <sighs> never know theoretically maybe <laughs> i can't I think even I can't even get my brain to to think about how that would be possible, right? Because you would need the tone and rhythm of the regular, let's say, let's say honor, like mm-hmm. light, and then you would need Odium's opposite tone. But would you need anti-void light to make that happen to begin with, or would would yes. you start with void light and then flip that? No, you wouldn't. I think you do it two steps. Anti- yeah. Unless we were making it in a vacuum. Well, when Calden goes into space with the shard plate, he, and Nirvana could be like, hey, do, do some experiments. What could possibly go wrong with this? Uh, so, wow, we blabbed a lot about this. And honestly, we we just dipped our feet in the kiddie pool. We, we didn't even get in the deep end, let's be yeah. honest. That's the sad thing about this yeah. uh, on our two and a half hour recording it's probably shorter for you uh like we edited version we barely touched on the other shards yeah yeah yes yeah Yeah. what about breath light yeah well this this is gonna be (laughs) a thing just like god metals where everybody's like oh what's all the other lights oh yeah Yeah. oh yeah oh it (laughs) is but i mean it it, it is fun to speculate about these things Mm -hmm. it is even even though at the end of the day it's whatever name Brandon decides sounds. Oh yeah, it's just like what are all the alloys of Atium? Will we ever get them? Ever? Probably not. No, we, we we will never get them. They're just purely theoretical. He can't do every combination ever, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. But so the twinborn names aren't coming. All two hundred sixty four of them. <laughs> Uh, 256 <laughs> whatever they are i don't do i'm not a mathematician eric it's 16 <laughs> times 16 it's not that hard uh i didn't learn my 16 time tables unfortunately but it, no it's, it's funny it's it's funny because i think of it as two to the eighth yeah right exactly well yeah right yeah. It, it is exactly that because it's just powers of two like 10 24 all powers of two but there's the triple too right oh, that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah right yeah <laughs> well let's 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 just call it here there, there's a lot to talk about we'll do some more episodes sometime follow us on 17 for all your news discussion many theories on lights and anti-lights that you more than you could ever want i think really mm-hmm. you could join us on discord too uh where presumably they have been going wild for ever since the book came out uh about this uh in our mechanics mm-hmm. can't channel can't wait uh oh boy we're we're recording this week one so we we like we we don't really i don't know what's going on but you'll you will uh and it's yep. this is coming out december i think yeah. i don't know sometime we're just really excited to talk about all of these we're really <laughs> excited that's true follow us on facebook twitter soundcloud subscribe to us on youtube leave us a review on itunes if you like nonsense like this you can support us on patreon and uh we'll see you all next time bye make sure you have some anti-fun uh (laughs) sure (laughs) call